If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. So who becomes the next Chief Justice? And that's a key question that the President has been pondering over for the last few weeks because the current Chief Justice won't be there. He has to retire at the end of next month. And that has generated a fair bit of controversy. Many will have you believe that Gertrude Araba Tokonu is the President's chosen next Chief Justice. But there's a strong case to be made for Unicolindi as well. And many have said the two of them are in the running. Today, 
The document was circulated very widely, suggesting that the president had written to the Council of State for advice and had put forth the name of Gertrude Tokonu to the Council of State. Well, nothing is confirmed yet. It possibly could be that uh, those behind the decision are trying to gauge public reaction before the real decision is made. And so there's a few things I want to bring in, in, in talking about the, the two individuals in question. We've heard a lot about Getu Tokono. The, the newspapers have been awash about the fact that she is the individual. Not so much about Yonikulendi. So we're going to talk a bit about, about Yonikulendi. And, and, and many in the media know him because of his exploits back in the day representing the uh, Ghana Journalists Association. The work that he's done in his chamber and the fascinating private legal service that he's put forth. We're going to look into a bit of that. And, and so what do we know? There's a constitutional provision that the president has to abide by because the CJ necessarily, when the CJ is leaving, you have to replace him. But of course, the constitutional provision is clear that, you know, of what, what the requirements are to be a chief justice, you have to be qualified to be appointed a chief justice of the court unless you have high moral character, proven integrity, right? And is of not less than 15 years standing as a lawyer. The, question, the key thing is both of them, this is a very basic criteria, so both of them qualify for this. So there's no question about competence, no question about integrity. But I maintain there's an X factor that in making such an appointment, a very important appointment, especially for a judiciary that has been bartered over the last few years by corruption, not only allegations proving corruption. Talk to Anas. Talk to uh, Georgina Wood. They will tell you. They found it. Judges lost their jobs as a result of that. But most important, the last few years, it has been saddled by the perception that it's become such a drudge. It's become such, almost becoming, you know, irrelic in terms of its approach to doing things, stuck in the past very firmly, not able to, to be progressive in, in what it does and taking on some of the modern issues of our time. And of course, a lot of the people who have headed it in the past have been, have not been progressive. Um, they've been very conservative. They've not been reformist, right? And so many say, because of all that, talk about the legal education question that has come up. Nobody has had the courage to really shake the system. And I think it's a shame that you have Supreme Court judges whose children are leaving the country to go to law school abroad. And we can't have a CJ who will take on these very sometimes not even complex issues, and put in a modern context and shake up the system and bring some discipline and a new fresh, a renewed freshness and vigor to doing things there. And, and for me, that for me is a key consideration in this. And you have to ask the question, whether I get to talk on we'll talk about that. You know, she's been there for so long, and many say she is, as, as, as I've just been saying there, a bit conservative in, in the way... The approach to doing things in the Supreme Court should just be a continuation of what we have already. But is that what we need? Don't you need a fresh face? Somebody who coming in there from private practice where recently, you know, who can actually shake the system and bring something new to the conversation. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. In terms of changing the entire dynamic in the Supreme Court's image going forward in a more radical way. We'll look at that. But then look at the basic you know, numbers that we have. We have uh, currently a total of 16 judges. Um, a, a small minority of them, four of them are, uh, are female, 12 of them are, are men. So that is the, is the balance there. Some say, well, the president is considering the gender question and putting the, a woman out of the, as, as the boss. Well, the last uh, uh, few years, we've had two Supreme Court judges who have been uh, female, right? So that is, is an important point to make. And that is important in terms of giving women a chance at that particular help. And of course, if you look at it, her basic work that she's done, uh, 60 years old, called to the bar in 1986, high court in 2004, right? But then we've come to Yodi Kulendi as well, 59 years as a year younger. He's been a justice of the Supreme Court since 2020, so fairly young in terms of, you know, 
uh, the, the bench, but he comes with a tremendous wealth of experience from private practice. Uh, and we know already that uh, he's been in private practice since 1994, before his elevation to the Supreme Court. Uh, he's worked at the prestigious Akufado Prempe and Co. And that's the chamber of the president himself before setting up his own law firm, Kulendigat Law, one of the top firms uh, in this particular country. And that's where he really excelled. Now, in, in the argument that I've ensued since these names popped up, one of the things that I've heard um, you, you know, suggested in the analysis and the, in the publications that they claim is going against uh, Yoni Kulendi, just as Yoni Kulendi, is that some people suggest that uh, the president feels that he wasn't, he wasn't loyal uh, to him. I will address that point. But if you look at some of the key recent cases, very famous high-profile cases that he's dealt with, one of them... Uh, two of them in particular I want to use to illustrate the point. You have this uh, Michael uh, Ankumandifan versus James Achukwesen, and you know this particular case very well. That's the case in which James Achukwesen is accused, or, uh, as you know, of um, you know, uh, acting in ways that disqualifies him from acting as a, as a, as a member of parliament. Uh, and part of it went to the Supreme Court. And then, you know, the Supreme Court, by majority 5-2 decision, restrained the James Atchukwesen from holding himself as a member of parliament, and he altered that particular lead opinion. That's a very important opinion. As we speak right now, James Atchukwesen is, is unable to, you know, go to parliament and do his job because of the issues that have been raised in, in that particular judgment. And then Yodhi Kulendu has held, rightly, the supremacy of the Constitution, not, not, not Parliament, supremacy of the Constitution, and you can't argue with that. No wonder majority of the judges have his, his colleagues agreed with him. That tells you a lot. And now you have the, you know, Justice Abdullah Attorney General case. The Deputy Speaker can form quorum, hence can vote. Another big one, approval of the 2023 budget within the uh, just 138 members valid. Another very important ruling there that, that is interesting. Uh, and and if you if you look at the argument that has been made against Yonikulendi by Samuse, well, I mean, when the president needed him to be to be to become a partisan lawyer, if you may, in representing him in twenty twenty in twenty thirteen uh, election petition back then, you remember that same case that led to Philip Addison emerging as a president's lawyer and taking it on. Many say that was offered to him first, and he says no, he won't. But if he had done so at that time, many who raised that, of course, then what would you say now? Because clearly people will say, well, you, Philip Anderson subsequently contested as a member of parliament. That, in effect, would have ruled about even going to the Supreme Court, many will, will argue. Although, constitutionally, that wouldn't be a bar. But we know what happens when you become politically, obviously, colored, right? So that's one of the key things that, for me, should dismiss that argument. And then secondly... Many have said because of that, his president was wondering about his loyalty. Really? Somebody who served under his, him in his chamber, etc. But if you look at this case, talk to my parliamentary correspondent. These two cases, one of the biggest reasons we've, we've heard by the government for the current economic crisis is the delay that we saw in the passage of the, um, of the, uh, the very important revenue handle, the e-levy, Right? Fundamentally, this particular ruling here made it possible for the e-levy to be passed. The budget itself, which was for the first time in a long time historically rejected, it, it made it possible um, for, for that to happen, right? So if, if, you, if you even read between the lines, and this was sound legal arguments that were made. I read that we did that show here. If you look at that, so where, where is that argument about, about um, looking at the law strictly, but using that? If anybody had benefited from his astute legal judgments, I bet this government would have. And the NDC have not liked him at all because of this sound reasoning that we saw in this that makes sure that one of their own is not in the chamber. And we've also seen the issue with Justice Abdullah. We made sure that the budget was gone, went through the issue with the E-Levy also went through. So these are very important matters. But I, I actually argue for many people who, have, who, who follow that if indeed... He turned it down to represent a, a, a presidential candidate who had lost an election. If he can do that, in spite of the fact that he served in his chamber for so long, isn't that the, the chief justice you need who can actually look the man who nominated him to, to parliament for confirmation, look him in the eye and say, on this one, I don't want to stand 
in your corner just yet. I just want to look at what is, is best for the national interest, right? That, that, in essence, what, that's what he did in this case. I think that possibly could raise issue, you know, positive uh, issues for him. I mean, if you look at Justice Tokuru, she also held her own because of the length of time that she served at the, uh, on the bench. You know, the John Mahama Kufuado Electoral Commission case, very famous. She was on it. Uh, she was part of that seven-member panel that had the petition and unanimously dismissed the case for John Mahama. So that's, that's what she comes uh, to this table with. And for those who want to read meanings into why people suggest that she is the one, is it people may say, well, this possibly the president is thankful for this outcome. Um, gosh, but she was just one of many um, who sat on that particular case as well. And then um, the, she was also on that, this panel that uh, Yoniko Lindy was, was instrumental uh, in authoring that lead opinion, obviously. And so that tells you a bit. I mean, in, in writing that opinion, it tells you the trust that his own colleagues had in him and to write that, you know, leave him to write that very controversial opinion, but sound reasoning, legal reasoning behind it. Uh, Justice Tokonu herself was part of that. And then you look at the status of the senior justices that we currently have. Justice Inimiwa is exiting as CJ. You have Justice Jones Duche retiring in June as well. You have Paul Bafoboni. He will be 67 in December and can stay on for at least three more years. You have Justice Gabriel Paman who will be 67 also in December. So in terms of age, a lot of them fading away. And there's, a, there's age on the side of Yonikulindi and Justice Tokonu as well. Now, an important thing to look at in terms of the outlook, if you go to the United States, for example, one of the things that defines you know, Supreme Court justices, etc., is the outlook on, on, on the way they interpret the law. Is it conservative or is it progressive? Is it reformist? And many will argue that Yonikulindi is progressive. He's a reformist, right? He come, will come to this with some radical ideas. And one of the key things that many students will look at and say, who amongst these two can fix the broken legal education? And many will argue because he's progressive and reformist and maybe a bit more conservative for Justice Tokono, you won't pitch your camp here and not, and not there. You want to shift the system a bit and not maintain the status quo um, because of his youth and his, you know, and, and, well, in terms of age. But in terms of long service and being there, in terms of many people who look at what she's done over the time, will say, well, you know, she represents... Um, the way things is done, the state of school, so to speak, he will be a slightly different. Also because of his background and where he's come from in private service very recently. He comes with fresh ideas, and that is what you need, progressive reformists and, and contrary to a, a conservative you know, judge on the bench. But another issue that had come up, and this is an interesting one, is the ethnic origins of Justice Yodi Kulendi, and Madame Tokun. And I, I find it very fascinating indeed because when you begin to look at the, the map of Ghana and India, where they come from, Yuri Kulindi is the first, is the first uh, justice on the bench in terms of the Supreme Court judge to come from the Upper West region, which is, which is very interesting. So the, the, the entire history of the court, of the Supreme Court, nobody had come from Upper West region who is a Supreme Court judge. And then when you come to the possibility of him rising to become a Chief Justice, he will be the first, if indeed... The Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. El presidente está pensado para tenerlo ahí. Él será el primero que venga de esta parte del país. Y me encuentro eso interesante, en realidad. Y quiero circular eso para ti. Así que si miras aquí... The, the northern region. So one, two, three, four, five. He'll be the first to emerge if indeed he gets a nod, right? If indeed he gets a nod, he'll be the first chief justice to come from this part of the country. So that whole part of the country never been represented when it comes to the, 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 chief, the chief justice slot. And that is an, a strong argument if you want to talk about, you know, the spread of the ethnic origins in terms of appointing the Chief Justice. And then, of course, I mean, you have, you know, uh, Madame Tokono, who, from every indication, uh, is, from, is from Cape Coast. And, but the significance of this entire region being ignored so many years never happened before in the appointment of the Chief Justice, I think plays quite strongly in his favor in considering his origins, his ethnic origins. If anybody wants to raise that, I would say that is a strong case for him. There are a lot of controversial stuff as far as this is concerned, but I want to look more when I join my guests join me about the substance. I mean, what sort of a chief justice do we need in this time? My guests will join me after this, including yourself. Stay with me. All of a sudden, my voice is different. And when you try a call, Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey Whiskey. Shale, honey, my dear Frau. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now, she tastes me smooth. And it goes down easy. Excuse me. Bama! Bama! Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey. Blended with natural honey flavor. Black Rock Whiskey can be a feeling smooth national. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. My name is C. I'm a person living with HIV. I got to know of my HIV status when I became pregnant. Since then, I have successfully been delivered of an HIV-negative baby, thanks to PMTCT services. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine, core ARVs, every day to date. This makes me strong, healthy, and prevents me from passing HIV onto my baby. Please avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure that you do not transmit HIV onto your baby during pregnancy, birth, and breastfeeding. Even if you have tested for HIV recently and was negative, Test again when pregnant. 
If you test positive, take the baby back to the hospital immediately after birth, as directed by your healthcare provider. The baby will also be given medicine immediately after birth and tested to ensure that both mother and baby are well. Let's work together to have a generation free of HIV. Our children must be free to shine. and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my god. Oh, that shit. You took a lie, eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. You are lying. Put some respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama. Every year, we they give to you back. back, 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 back. We are talking about BET. I want some Yadia to face. Except be the goat, huh? My guy, him be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumobitis always brings us together. Alumo, experience greatness in every moment. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 and recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. Every day, people have money emergencies. Ma, I need my sleep for this emergency. Ma, I chop money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top life, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. The joy of every Tyler is using the ideal tile adhesive for a lasting bonding. It is for this reason that Tylers and builders always use Webercore tile adhesives. They know that Webercore tile adhesives are of European quality and produced locally by St. Gobain Weber Ghana. They know that Webercore tile adhesives have all the additives and chemicals and all you need is water. They know that Webercore tile adhesives are what you use for indoor, outdoor and swimming pools. And they know that if they have to tile right and tile once, then it is Webercore tile adhesives. Webercore tile adhesives are available at major outlets like City Ceramica, Interstar Ceramics, Skyview Express, Atala Limited, Antis Limited, Wafo Depot, Tago Cantamanto and Koforidia and an outlet near you. For retailing and your projects, call 0556-486-342. Weber, we care. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen. 
Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. Imagine a family without a home. Imagine a song without a voice. Imagine a church without prayers. Imagine a government without citizens. Imagine democracy without journalists. Imagine a world without the media. Life is full of issues and stories about people, communities, and governments. Stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists. That's why you can't imagine news without Joy News. is Martin Kubu, is a constitutional lawyer. Mary Ada represents the programs manager for the Ghana uh, Integrity Initiative. Uh, Kweku Ansasari, you know him, is a former director of the Ghana School of Law, uh, joins us on the on, on Zoom right now. I want to start with you, Ms. Ansasari. Thanks for your time here on PM Express, gentlemen and lady. Ms. Ansasari, so you, you have this um, situation where this, the president has to nominate again, and it, it will go to parliament for some form of, not for some form of actual vetting. Let's start off with a basic question. What are you looking for in your next Chief Justice? Uh, good evening, viewer. But um, small correction, you uh, put out Article 1394. It should be Article 1294. Okay. Not 139. Okay. You can correct it. Yeah, thank you very much. What we are looking for... Uh, in a new chief justice is um, a person with um, integrity, honesty, uh, candor, courage, who can look uh, the governance uh, institutions in the eye, including their uh, heads, and tell them you know, the truth and uh, not try to suck up to um, the authorities, especially the president. Um, for me, um, we have so far had uh, chief justices in the past three years who haven't lived up you know, to my expectation and very courageous and bold spirits. I'm therefore expecting that the next chief justice will be uh, one, imbued with courage, dynamism, integrity, honesty, virtue, and all that. Less corrupt, with no corrupt you know, things uh, in his or her back. Okay. Martin, what's yours? What are you looking for in your natural justice? Okay. Yeah, so, um, everyone, a lot of, I mean, basically, the things that uh, Ms. Ansansari is indicated, and also one who is willing to undertake a lot of reforms because, um, you know, we have dealt with so many problems. At least, let me mention number one, the matter of service of the documents. You see, when you take a case to court, the way the documents are served, 
those who have to serve it are very few so often they are overwhelmed so you can dress up drive a very long distance to court only to find out that your uh, opposing lawyer or the lawyer on the other side has not been served with your papers so service we call it processes even though, okay but here i'll try to use the word papers so that i can make uh, have a, uh, communicate effectively so service of these papers is so crucial it's such a debilitating and a problem in the justice system currently so the incoming chief justice has to look at it we have to reform and increase the numbers if possible we should allow the we should license many people then the lawyers would pay these people directly to do the service because you see now because the number of people involved are so few we often have to entice this people that's the, the process service look let me put it blind bluntly you have to give them, tip them. The tip is become mandatory to the extent that, look, to be blunt, call it a bribe. If you don't pay it, your papers will not get carried out. Like, I mean, carried to the other side. It's, it's look, let me tell you, Evans, I'm lost for words. But it, it, is, it, 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 is, it is that bad, Martin. About this particular. Martin, it is that bad that Extremely. now, to actually, to actually get things done in the courts, you have to pay, as you said, put it blunt, pay bribes to court officers as in you know of service people to to actually get your document through the process yes so that they carry it so let's say evans your uh, address is uh, fanofa street Kukumlimli. then let's say i'm somewhere so when i go file the document in the court there are officers after they've taken it through the channels and registered it somebody has to physically carry it to your office in Kukumlimli. And those are the process service. So you hear bailiffs. Okay. The bailiff system is no, it's, it's, it's broken. outdated, so much demand. And so it's such a big problem that when the chief justice comes, that's the first problem we have to tackle. Let's, uh, what do you call it, um, open up the space. Let's license. So we should license them like lawyers, license a lot of them. Then we can choose those we want to serve for us. You pay and choose the person you want to serve. So when there are many, then they would live within what is officially paid. But because there are very few, the person will be paid officially, but you still have to go and see the person and pay. Otherwise, your paper will not be served. There are so many problems, but I think if this one is solved, I mean, this will take us a very long way. Okay. And also, maybe let me mention the number two thing, very dear to my heart. There are not enough divorce courts in the high court. Evans, it's also very critical. The divorce courts are not sufficient. There are three. And you know, divorce rates are going very high. So those courts are choked in the high court specifically. So we need to increase the number. So like, whereas when it comes to commercial courts, you have at least 10 of them. If it comes to general jurisdiction cases, you have at least 13 of those courts, etc. Land courts also at least 10. Eh? No, not then even land court, there are 11. Divorce courts, that's a high court, there are only three. Now, they still disproportionate. Maybe we should have at least seven because the divorce rates have gone up. There's a huge backlog of cases. Let me leave it here. Um, and, and Mary, do you agree with what you've just heard as what a new CJ, the qualities a new CJ must have? Certainly, we couldn't be asking for more. Uh, for us in civil society, we would want to see a chief justice whose virtues are beyond compare mm -hmm. and who stands out to be one who is transparent, who is very accountable, a resilient and courageous chief justice who can stand the test of time and also resist every attempt to make her reign one that would not uh, serve the interests of the people. Above all, we would want to see a chief justice who is willing, open, and available to collaborate with civil society and private sector to ensure that the agenda of justice delivery in Ghana is prosecuted with fairness, is prosecuted in such a way that equity is served, and then inclusivity is part of this agenda. We say so because for us in civil society and as citizens, we see the justice delivery system as one that is restricted to a certain class of people or a certain group of people. 
and it's not too accessible and also sometimes very expensive. So we want to see a chief justice who would want to demystify these concepts we hold in our minds and also make sure that uh, it's not just being demystified, but they are taken away one after the other. As Martin has said, uh, serving is his problem. For us, we want to see the process being opened in such a way that we can walk to the Chief Justice's office anytime to consider, uh, collaborate on many of the interventions, which I believe some of the past Chief Justices started, which didn't uh, see completion. Some didn't see the uh, starting as well. So we would want to collaborate to see that that happens. And citizens would be the gainers for this. Mm. Um, Mr. Sassari, let me, let's drill down a bit. I didn't hear you mention the need for reforms in legal education, legal education reform. So let me ask you that directly. And that has been one of the most contentious issues in the last few years. How high should that be on the agenda for a new CJ? And, and, and if you had a vote, will that be the deciding factor in where you pitch your tent? Uh, not at all, Evans. Um, you know my take on this issue already. No chief justice, no chief justice will be uh, able to reform legal education in this country. It is not their job. Chief justices are there to superintend the justice delivery systems from the corridors of the judicial service and the judiciary. Legal education is not part and parcel of judicial activism. Elsewhere, you have legal education as a separate and distinct um, thing from the justice delivery system. Mm. They, they are not cut out for legal education. So we are better off leaving legal education in the hands of legal educators, period. So believe you me, no teacher, if I have to cast my vote, I'll, I'll cast my vote for none of them. Because I don't expect any of them, be it Unikulendi or Getu Tokonu, to come and uh, reshape the, the, the legal environment. It, it's not possible. So I have always uh, held a view that Ghana as a nation will be better off if legal education is entrusted in the hands of those you know, have trained to be legal educators and are therefore in the legal education um, environment. Apart from that, what I can say um, in this regard is if anybody should tell you that uh, either uh, Justice Getu Togonu or Unikulendi, you know, as Chief Justice or whatever, will undertake any reform in legal, uh, legal education. Um, I, I do not think the person will be speaking truth. Mm. Martin, what do you make of that? I mean, there are many who expect the Chief Justice to take a lead on this subject. I mean, Hassan um, Safsari uh, doesn't believe that should be their call Monday. Well, give me your take. Hello, Martin. Well, okay, Evans, uh, if you look at, yes, if I look at it straight away, sometimes the easier way is to compare. So when I look at the way the American uh, this uh, system is organized that the, you take the bar exams from the university and all that. I'm not, uh, I'm not aware that they have such a huge role that they, 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 the chief justice is the one who looms large in the system. If I see a more independent system, so you go to the uni and then uh, after that, you prepare for the bar exams, okay? If you want to take extra tuition and do it, fine. But I don't see it as being that much controlled by the Chief Justice of the United States. No, it's not. Um, so there is something to be said for uh, Mr. Sari's, uh, what do you call it, suggestion. Yeah, we can look at it more, but at least straight away, looking at the U.S. system, I think, yes, there's a lot to be learned uh, from it. You know, here 
we just say uh, how many years after independence we haven't done much sometimes you look at their history i'm not saying we should continue to be slow but i'm just saying that sometimes it's because they have experimented and have done this over centuries so naturally they get it better than us who are just uh, 60 something years after independence so let's look at it we can research it further but we all know you see what unites us is the point that we want reforms in that area as well you know ghana we are far behind so we all basically want a lot of reforms and so you want to take away a lot of these from the control of the judiciary the legal education you want to take it a lot from the judiciary because being a judge alone is powerful enough i didn't add but one very tiny issue, <laughs> but I, didn't, I don't know, somehow I didn't see that we're going to be talking a lot about reforms. One very tiny issue that is very uh, 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 dear to our hearts as lawyers is that our display system is controlled by the judges. That can't continue. The judges sit in discipline over lawyers. No, we all have the same training, Okay. It's the same training, Evans. We go to the same law school, pass the same uh, bar exams. You choose to go to the bench. I choose to be a lawyer. But tomorrow when I have this primary issue... With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar... You're in... Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. My uh, mate, a judge, etc., or somebody a few years ahead of me, sits in judgment over me. No. It's also something that we need to work on. I know Roxanne, uh, Dafia McBro and co try to do some changes in parliament yeah. okay the legal profession act the amendment but somehow even lawyers are timid everyone that has a plain to even lawyers are timid what they were doing i support it a few of us support but we couldn't even organize to go and support uh Dafia Mepo. but that thing has to change we can't have the judges sitting judgment over us no is the same it's a committee by the constitution that's from the high court on was that deals with their disciplinary issues so we too maybe we should have uh, people outside the system dealing with us but you have a judge dealing uh, with your disciplinary issues and dealing with your cases in court as well i think it's time for it to also change yeah we need to as for change is the most uh, i mean constant in life some of these things are hard topics but we have to say them look i mean uh, half or do can you otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, let me bring in Mary. And possibly one of the most controversial things that the judiciary has had to confront over the last few years is the corruption tag. Um, and on the back of Anas, a lot was uncovered. And Mary, this is your area. Um, in terms of the next choice, first of all, give me your assessment of how the judiciary has held its own on the back of the NASA's work and the reforms that was first led by um, the justice, the former Chief Justice Georgina Wood, many of the judges who were caught were, were, were disciplined, some of them lost their jobs, etc. From that time to now, and I know you do the um, Corruption Perception Index and you, you always obviously rate our perception of the judiciary. Have you been satisfied with the way the judiciary has dealt with that corruption challenge that they've had to deal with? Well, um, let me say, uh, first of all, that we would never be satisfied with what uh, institutions have done until we get to a measure where you are accomplishing perhaps an A. It is our expectation but the reality is that you never achieve some of those, particularly with the restrictions within which uh, some of these institutions are operating. I say so because the, the systems are in such a way that people tend to get away with a lot of things that shouldn't be. And permit me to say again that I listened to uh, Justice Toponu 
uh, when she uh, went for her vetting in 2019 or thereabouts, when she spoke eloquently on the subject matter of corruption, she spoke to two issues, that one is criminal and the other would have to do with the various ethical considerations where we need to bring on board the uh, various frameworks, including ethical codes and uh, various institutional requirements to restrict behavior and ensure that compliance is achieved. And so when you talk about some of these things and you realize the way impunity strives, then it becomes worrying. And so it becomes very difficult to say that you are achieving a certain threshold which measures to standards out there where uh, they are doing very well. Uh, you look at the Afrobarometer and you look at the various indicators of uh, trust in this institution, it is not too good. Even now, you look at Transparency International's Global Corruption Barometer, the statistics are not too good. People still have the perception that the judiciary is one of the corrupt institutions. And, and usually you would see them between the first and fifth. And that is not too good because these are a lot more than 20 institutions being cited, sometimes about 50 or thereabout, but they come up again and again. So it means there's something that is not uh, being done very well. But let me say that that does not mean the sector is not doing much. You mentioned Justice uh, Georgina Wood, who put in place a lot of mechanisms. Even uh, when her colleagues were against some of the initiatives she took because of the... Uh, regimes or the way Anas goes about his um, work. Uh, she stood against and ensured that this was done. After that, I remember uh, in the recent past, one of the things um, uh, ladyship uh, Sophia Kufu did when she was uh, the Chief Justice was to put in place a document that uh, is similar to what we have as the National Framework Day National Anti-Corruption Action Plan. Mm. She documented a judicial anti-corruption action plan that included issues of integrity and ethics where she was calling for the institution to look at their proceedings, judi judicial proceedings, looking at the establishment of systems in the uh, court processes to ensure that there is a lot more transparency and there is accountability within the value chain. And she also, the document, in that document, they document a lot around issues of collaboration to do public education and uh, the public education to ensure that people understand what corruption is within the court system and what they can report or where they can report some of these incidences to. I remember that document also, I was at the lunch, so. I remember from that uh, document, they talked about ensuring that they build capacity of the judiciary. Yeah. The courts, the uh, staff of the judicial service, and others. And so there is a judicial institute which is supposed to do this. But then the document talks about the fact that these trainings should not be ad hoc. They should be consistent. They should be persistent, relevant to the work they do on a daily basis to ensure that whatever process is happening in the courts is there, done with the needed capacity. Unfortunately, some of the ideals of the Judicial Anti-Corruption Action Plan, I am not too sure, has been assessed. I don't know if uh, when uh, Justice Eniabua took over, if he continued with it. But I am sure, and I know for a fact that we have done some work with... Uh, the judicial service when it comes to their complaints units and so we've gone around the country to do some education around it uh, with justice Abua as um, a, a very uh, cooperative person in this regard so they've all done a little at some time but it's not been enough to ensure that the issues of bribery in the court system is made in the bad we would want to see a lot more happening to ensure that citizens who experience the court process begin to have a different appreciation of what happens there. Mm.
And, and, and Ms. Asasari, so this, this corruption subject always comes up, and you, are, you, you know the, the judicial system intimately. So in the president's you know, evaluation of who to, who to put there, how much, how much should this, the point that Mary just made, how much should that factor in his consideration of who to put there? How much, I cannot... Um, should it be top of his list in terms of what he's looking at? For example, yeah, in, in the sense of Evans, uh, in Ghana, if we uh, want to be truthful, everybody, everyone, every Ghanaian is a bribeo and a bribee. We bribe, we accept, we take. That is the truth. That's the whole thing. The problem is those of us sharing our concerns, and if we need something, the very things we are talking against, we do them in order, you know, to obtain uh, desired services. You want to appoint a chief justice. The person the constitution has entrusted with this very huge responsibility is not fit for purpose. In the sense that the, the, the person, not I'm not you know, speaking of the current president, but successive uh, post-independence uh, heads of state and prime ministers, they will always choose the one they will feel comfortable with, the one who will be loyal to them, and in doing so, will sacrifice, you know, the qualities of virtue, courage, that we all, you know, expect to find in our chief justices. I don't mean to disparage uh, either Justice uh, Tokonu or Unikulendi, um, but the truth must be told. You appoint a chief justice, and the judicial secretary, who is the head of the personnel of the judicial service, is a relative of the person who nominates. And you put the person there you know, as a sort of guard over the chief justice. What do you expect the chief justice to do? Because the, 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 the judicial secretary is supposed to be the chief scribe of the chief justice. And the judicial secretary is the president's relative. You see, that is number one. Number two, in doing this elsewhere, there's a search for the CJ, for the person. And there's a search committee. Under the constitution, if you look at Article 57, everything has been entrusted into the hands of one person. And therefore, that one person will wake up one morning and decide this is the person to be my chief justice, regardless of the feelings of the nation. And until we are able to write this deficiency, we will not be able to find you know, the, the, the persons we want. If you go back you know, to the period soon after independence, we had Sir Akukosa, who looked Kwame Nkrumah in the face and said, I will do according to the dictates of the Constitution. Sack me. He was sacked. Sack Odiado came. He suffered the same fate. Edward de Kufuado, Bannerman, Azukra. Then after a period, when Rawlings came, he became in the, the person who be loyal and committed to my goals and ideals. No longer, you know, the person with a judicial zeal or virtue in him or her. And therefore, unless we get the framework and parameters right, we are not going to get, you know, the, the right caliber of persons. If you appoint a chief justice, and the chief justice himself or herself is being supervised by relatives of the, the, the quality, the nominator, that person from day one becomes a shadow of himself or herself. Are you advocating for a review of the appointment process? Sure. Uh, what, what would you have in place of what we currently have? The, after independence, Ghana had the Civil Service Commission, which is today's uh, Judicial Council, and the 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 the, the Composition reflected all shades of Ghanaian society. Today, if you are not, you know, amongst us, you are not one of us 
you are not fit for purpose. That is the game you know play now. So what I would like you know to see happen is a review, a complete overhaul of the Judicial Council. If you look at the uh, the, the constitutional representations and the way the appointments are done. Oh, I know Martin Pebu. He comes from my area. Put him there. I know uh, Evans. I know him. He's you know running this. He's a host, and I put him there. As to whether the person has you know the uh, right ingredients you know to execute or discharge the functions is you know none you know uh, or the or, or the point that one will be looking for. So if we reconstitute or review the appointing you know authorities and the instrument such that the people we put there are fit for purpose then chief justices will not be looking over their shoulder to find out if what they are doing you know will be in the best interest of the president so long as the chief justice will look up to the president wake up the president uh, has he washed his face? Has he cleaned his? Until we do away with all those things, Evans, nine to ten, we'll talk about this. Mm. Day in, day out. Just review the system, amend that provision in the constitution, which has given all powers to the president because it has been abused. It yeah. has been abused, and it will be abused. The, the problem will never go away yeah. until we get someone who is himself transparent and will you know carry out his functions with transparency then then at rocket we know buying a home is exciting and a bit overwhelming ready to buy a home but stressed about writing those big checks rocket can help you save when you buy with rocket homes and finance with rocket mortgage you can get up to ten thousand dollars cash toward closing from rocket mortgage it's a pretty big deal and one you can get only with rocket visit onlywithrocket.com to get started today for purchase transactions only must lot rate between 331 and 831 call 37 rocket for conditions and restrictions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and unless consumer access.org number 3030 people will be satisfied then the martin pebbles will be satisfied then the ancestors will be satisfied until we do that Forget it. I mean, Martin, linked to what he just said, I was scandalized when in this conversation um, that has ensued about whether it's Justice Tokonu or Yoni Kulendi, the argument of their ethnic origins became, a, became an issue. And many, some even did all this analysis into, you know, the, where the vice president is coming from, from the north. And so if you appoint, you know, and it had been used against you. I, I don't even know how that came in, but it has been an issue. And clearly it's been considered, you know, and, and many say it's possibly the reason why the president is tilting towards um, Tokonu and not Yoni, because if you, it, it may hurt the chances of Baumia because they all, you know, you have the number four and number two coming from the northern region. I mean, you hear that, I'm like, Seriously? You have, you, this is the chief justice of the republic, and a consideration is where they are coming from and you know how they affect the. Well, well, give me your take on on that. Should that even be a factor? Well, uh, Evans, there, you know there are uh, snipers of it in the constitution. You know when the constitution mentions regional balance and appointment to public offices, right? So, because of that, and also uh, everywhere. Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Hello? Uh, okay. Everywhere, if you look, once again, at least I've seen America a bit because that's what I'm most familiar with. All right, diversity. Every day, they, they will drum diversity into your ears. I mean, like, you know, in my formative years, you go spend holidays there or, or, or hours of uh, vacation, you know. So, you often hear them talking about diversity, diversity. So, uh, there's nothing wrong with mentioning the ethnic car per se. As I've said, it's in our constitution that, though they didn't say judges, but they should be regional balance in appointment to public offices. So, he say when President Kufo was in office, he was tongue-lashed for not appointing somebody from the north to a cabinet ministerial position. You remember? Yeah. Then later, he eventually, and Kufo even said, well, there are no people with talent there, and people were very angry. 
Then eventually he brought in Professor Kasim Kasanga as uh, the environment minister, something, something like that. Yes, yeah, so we can't run away from diversity. Everywhere diversity is being considered, even to the extent that somewhere standards are lowered a bit to bring in diversity. In other words, affirmative action. That is it. So the discussion, I'm not averse to rate per se, but um, what we should be looking at is that we should be careful so that eventually if we find that the one who has the most talent, his head and shoulders above the rest, and yet he comes from a certain part of the country where there is also another very powerful public officer, we should not use diversity to disqualify him. Let me repeat it shortly in this way. That, yes, uh, listen, it's good to consider diversity in all of this. However, if we get an exceptionally good candidate and diversity goes against him, we shouldn't use it. We can shelve it for the time being. Like what I'm saying in one word is, you see how America took, uh, sorry, Obama took America by storm. He was just talented beyond all the rest. So in that case, give him the opportunity. Don't say, oh, people from your home region are already president, vice president, so we cannot give you chief justice. No. Mm. But Evans, we also must mention that, you see, Justice Tokono being a, a, a lady, you see that it is as if now we are kind of setting a convention that the chief justice position is going to be for the women. Yeah. Uh, for some, it appears so because you know she's going to be in office for at least nine years, all yeah. things being equal. Yeah. Right. So for the next nine years, she's going to be the just like the way chief justice uh, would be ten years. So Evans, that that's my take on it. Yeah. And mm. and and to that point, just before you go, where where do you lean towards if these two are the outright front runners which of them are you leaning towards martin hello martin can you hear me okay i, I hello martin yes hello evan yes i can hear you i lost you briefly yes i thought i thought Yes, hello, Evans. I can hear you, yes. Oh, yes, I'm saying, I thought, my, my understanding is that Justice Tokuni has been uh, nominated. Well, I mean... Uh, so if she's been nominated, then... <laughs> let's... let's